So the first thing was the hull of the boat. Does anyone remember what that meant or represented? The word. Oh, I we might have to go back and redo it again. That's right. The hull of the boat was represented was representing the word and championing um, just the the individual and the corporate study and getting into God's word. We started the year with a five part series on how to approach reading the Bible and why it is important. And throughout the year, we've been hearing many sermons on that and walking through the book of Matthew as well. It's encouraging to see uh, to hear testimonies of how us as individuals have, um, have deepened our knowledge of God's Word, which is great. Uh, the second one was the people in the boat. Now, what did that represent? That's right, us as a body, us as a community, uh, as a church whanau. So it represented going deeper with each other. So getting past that kind of that surfacey, let's have a cup of tea, how are you going, great, see you next Sunday. Getting past that, getting deeper with each other. Um, and especially important following the last few years of disruptions we've had to being able to do that in person. Uh, we also wanted to see intergenerational uh, relationships um, grow and blossom, which we think uh, has happened and we want to continue happening. Uh, we ha added um, new connect groups at the beginning of the year and we had, I hope you've all erased it from your memories, but we had a, uh, a church dinner. Uh, where the five of us made fools of ourselves for your entertainment. Some of us are still suffering the uh, carpet burns and back injuries from that, but um, apparently there's a video circulating somewhere. Uh, so that was fun. We enjoyed that, I think. Uh, recently, um, we deliberately uh, invested some money in buying a, a pool table, uh, no, sorry, a foos table and a table tennis table, just to really encourage and foster some of those intergenerational relationships after the service. So please, uh, if you're young, take on somebody who's not so young and vice versa. Uh, with age comes wisdom and cunning. I must be very wise. Okay, the third one. The third one was the sail and the wind. What did that represent? The Holy Spirit. That's right. Well done. Represented, uh, the Holy Spirit is represented by the wind in our sails. We've been excited by what the Holy Spirit has done in us as individuals and corporate over the last few months. We've seen uh, wonderful moves of the Spirit. We, uh, we had a deliberate uh, focus on that at a, um, at a mini conference with John Ferguson earlier this year as well. Um, and really focusing on taking uh, our engagement with the Holy Spirit um, outside of these ten walls. And the fourth one was the cross up on the hill, up on the cliff. Does anyone remember what the cross represented? That's right, fixating on Jesus. Represented uh, by the compass and the cross. Always points us to north. Uh, our focus area was to fixate on Jesus and gaze at the beauty of the cross. Uh, we had several teaching series on that um, and continue to encourage one another to focus on God in our everyday lives, not just here. So in summary, we've seen uh, some exciting uh, growth in our groups and as individuals, as a church as well. Uh, we feel that momentum is building, and um, we feel that, uh, that this vision we've had for the last year was really something that, that God uh, had on His heart for us. Uh, so the, the vision for the next 12 months, which my esteemed colleagues will explain shortly, is going to build on that. We're not throwing out the baby with a, with a boat with a bathwater. Uh, we, we're going to continue that momentum. We're extremely grateful to God for honouring uh, His promises, uh, putting in place many miracles, um, you know, especially the employment of, of Pastor Paul earlier this year. 
So when we presented this vision 12 months ago, we, we didn't know that Pastor Paul was going to take up the position. So, no, nor did you, <laughs> but God knew. Uh, so we are grateful to him and, and Pastor Paul and Christine for being obedient to God and to us and, uh, and really taking that vision that we presented a year ago and running with it. We are very grateful for that. Um, it's been a great year. Thank you all uh, for what you've done, for what you continue to do in our church family. Um, and we're excited about the vision that's ahead and what's coming next. So, next you'll hear from the other elders as to the next 12 months. Are you ready? Are you on the edge of your seats? Don't fall off. Thanks, Andrew. Hi, everyone. <coughs> Oops. Technology, let me just... There we go. Um, as Andrew said, we're going to be building on um, the image that you've, you've got up there. And do we have the first... Slide. There we go. So 2023 is going to be a, a year, whoops, to use our God-given gifts. We will share our God-given dreams with each other and each use our talents to strengthen our boat and move it forward. So as we continue our nautical theme from last year, we're going to start by looking at who is in the boat. Now, I just want to have a disclaimer here. I am not a sailing expert by any means, um, but I do know that the bigger the boat, the more people are needed to crew it, and not, that not everyone in the boat will have the same job to do. I'm going to give you an example of an old naval sailing ship. On that, there would have been a captain, a quartermaster, a boatswain, a sailing master, carpenter, surgeon, cook, cabin boy, powder monkey, and various mates, seamen, gunners, riggers, and swabbies. A parallel can be made with our church body, and this is, is represented by our boat image. And I'm just going to read from you a passage from Romans 12, 4 to 13. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. As an eldership, we'd like next year to be one where we see each person on our boat using the God-given gifts and talents that they have been blessed with to in turn bless our body and our community. We'd love for you to be sharing your God dreams with each other and with us. We want to support you and encourage you to chase after the passions that God has placed within you. 
in order to see our boat moving forward and his kingdom growing here at SABC. Thanks, Leanna. Uh, Glenn, can we have the second image up? So in, in the year ahead, we want it to be a year where we continue to gather pace. Catching the winds of the Spirit, we will be ever more sensitive to him and where he wants to take and use us. Romans 8, 9 verse 15 says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to misdeeds of the body, no, sorry, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit who re you received, excuse me, does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about, by, brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. This year we continue our focus of catching the winds of spirit and want to gather pace as we do. Can I just have a brief chat to us blokes? You know, um, I think there is a tendency where we, God has given us uh, talents and experience and skills and we tend to actually work out of that quite often. And that's okay, God expects us to do that. But we also, what this scripture here is talking about is there is an attitude where we can live under the spirit of Adam, which is the spirit, I want to be in control. But there is the other attitude that we have which says, God, I want you to be in control, I want your spirit to lead me. And as blokes, I know it is very easy, or as a bloke, I know it's very easy for me to say, actually, I want to be in charge of this, I don't trust you, God, to look after this. So this year, we want it to be a year where um, we gather pace in allowing the Spirit to lead us and not just rely on our own strengths and what we can do. The Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of each one of us if we belong to Christ. And our promise from God is that we will be led and empowered by his Holy Spirit. This year we expect to hear stories from SABC family of adventures God has taken them on, leading them into new things, making an impact for God's kingdom, stepping into God's good blessing and perfect will for their lives, good pleasing and perfect will for their lives. Also hearing stories of stepping out in one of the nine gifts listed in 1 Corinthians, tongues, interpretation of tongues, discerning of spirits, Words of knowledge, words of wisdom and prophecy, miracles, faith and healings. And this is me stepping out in, in faith. Um, where this morning in the prayer meeting I just felt a sense from the Holy Spirit that there is someone here this morning that has pain in this part of their right leg. Pain comes and goes and it started around 
February or sometime around there. Is there anyone here who that relates to? No hands. So, uh, there have been plenty of times I've shared words of knowledge which I think the Holy Spirit wants to do and then no one puts their hand up and after the service someone comes up to me and says, actually that was me. <laughs> so that could be the case. Or it could be that I, did, I, I didn't actually sense the Spirit correctly. Either way, it's about uh, gathering that pace of what I'm sensing the Spirit state, um, saying is saying no to fear and doubt and saying yes to obedience and where the Spirit is leading me. So let us gather pace together in catching the winds of the Spirit. Glenn, if we can put up the third slide and let's watch Anna. Well, good morning, my church family. Uh, as some of you may already know, uh, I have had some personal changes happening of late. And so I have finished in my role at Haygarden New Zealand and have transitioned into a new fundraising role at Tear Fund New Zealand. And while I will be working remotely from Christchurch for the foreseeable future, uh, I am required to be up in Auckland for a couple of, for, for this next week, uh, for some induction meetings. And so I unfortunately am not able to be there with you all today. But the beauty of modern technology is that I am able to share with you all what the third focus area of 2023 will be by video. So, not only will 2023 be a year where we are each encouraged to use our God-given gifts and talents, and where we will continue uh, to pick up pace and to be increasingly Holy Spirit-led, but as an eldership, we feel that 2023 is also a year where God is calling us to earnestly and intentionally pray. Specifically, we feel that 2023 will be a year where we will intentionally and earnestly pray for the salvation of our loved ones who do not yet walk with Jesus. We want prayer to be one of the strategies that we adopt as we hope for the Damascus Road moments for our loved ones. And so many of us have loved ones who are not yet walking with Jesus, whether they be parents or siblings or in-laws or friends or children. So many of us have loved ones who we are desperate to see into relationships with the Lord. I know that me personally, um, I have loved ones um, whom I love and who I am desperate to see meet Jesus um, and be transformed by a relationship with him. But some of you may also join me and feeling that um, it will truly take uh, a miracle um, and a real breakthrough of God for, for, the, for my loved ones and for your loved ones to, to potentially make steps towards having a relationship with him and even being open to his existence. And indeed, sometimes I think, I know for me personally, and maybe you can relate, that it actually can seem like a really hopeless case, um, the distance between our loved ones and Jesus. But um, in Philippians 4, we find a beautiful and often quoted bit of scripture from Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. In verses 4 to 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. 
Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What a note of encouragement, church. While Paul is encouraging believers to pray about everything and invite God into all areas of our lives, this passage is such a powerful reminder of us, to us that while we may feel helpless, hopeless and maybe even sad by the distance between our loved ones and God, that we are not to be anxious about it and should instead be praying, praying for them. We know that our God sees them. We know that our God loves them and that he has died for them. And as we pray, we join his pursuit. We join his pursuit. We can never underestimate the power of prayer and its ability to facilitate breakthrough. Prayer is the highway to the throne room. And praying for our loved ones is something that we can all do to bring them closer to God even if we don't always see what God is up to. Now, I have been reading about George Mueller recently, um, and George Mueller is an absolute champion in the Christian faith. He ran orphan houses in Bristol uh, in the 1800s and is known for being a man who lived out this passage in Philippians 4 by praying about everything. He was in constant communion with the Lord. And in his biography, it reads... God, he estimated, had answered over 50,000 of George's prayers, many thousands of which were answered on the day he made them and often before he arose from his knees. Some of his petitions, however, lingered across the decades. Here is a sample of such asking. In November 1844, I began to pray for the conversion of five individuals. I prayed every day without a single intermission, whether sick or in health, on the land or on the sea, and whatever the pressure of my engagements might be. 18 months elapsed before the first of the five was converted. I thanked God and I prayed on for the others. Five years elapsed and then the second was converted. I thanked God and I prayed on for the other three. Day by day, I continued to pray for them. And six years passed before the third was converted. I thanked God for the three and I went on praying for the other two. These two remained unconverted. The man to whom God and riches of his grace has given tens of thousands of answers to prayer in the same hour or day in which they were offered has been praying day by day for nearly 36 years for the conversion of these individuals and yet they remain unconverted. But I hope in God, and I pray on, and I look yet for the answer. They are not converted yet, but they will be. And in 1897, these two men, sons of a friend of Mr. Mueller's youth, were not converted after he had entreated God on their behalf for 52 years daily. But after his death, God brought them into the fold. And it is the sound of earnest, 
consistent and intentional prayer for our loved ones that we want to hear rise within SABC during 2023. During our working days, in the car, in the shower, during our own prayer times, uh, during church services, in the cafe after church, during our connect groups, may we be a church that is intentionally praying for the salvation of our loved ones and the loved ones of our friends as well. May 2023 be a year where we pray with refreshed hope, church, and refreshed energy, and where we see our loved ones taking steps towards our Saviour as a result. Have a great day. Cool. Thanks, Anna. How cute was that puppy in the background? <laughs> yeah, I know you saw it. Hey, the fourth aspect that I want to speak into uh, of the vision for 2023 is a year to go out to our neighbours and our world. That as a church family, we would encourage each other and cheer each other on to connect with our neighbours and each do what we can to support mission, to partner with God's mission. Now, as a dad, there are many times where I say no. Stop. Don't do that. Uh-uh. No, sorry. And it may be to protect the kids or the walls or, or the carpet or simply to avoid a big mess that I have to clean up later. But kids just love to be creative, to try new things, whether it's getting up at 1 a.m. to make their breakfast, redecorating our house, putting on mum's makeup, or finding a new item for everything we have in the house. And a word that our kids love far more than no is let's go. When we jump in the car, when we head out of the gate with maybe no clue where we're going, but there's always an adventure to be had. A park to be found, some trees to climb, or a boat to jump on and board to go over to Diamond Harbour. As a church, are we willing this year to say, let's go? Imagine if we had a boat and it only was ever kept in the harbour, you know, moored to the dock. And people could come aboard and they could say, oh, what a nice, clean boat you've got. But if it was never, but if it never goes anywhere, then how is it fulfilling its purpose? You know, after Jesus had risen from the grave and he, he met with hundreds of people, hundreds of his followers, he, he tells the disciples to go to a mountain. And there on that mountain, he tells them, I want you to stay safe. Don't talk to strangers. Just keep your, keep your light hidden, especially from those Romans. Not at all. Not at all. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So in 2023, we have a team of people that will go 9,669 kilometers to Thailand. And as a church, we're going to be backing them and cheering them on. For John Scott, 3,623 kilometers to Samoa. And there may be others of you that join him 
and going there. But God's heart is for every nation. And this command to go is for every one of us. And we can start wherever we are, wherever God has placed us. We can go 10 or 20 meters to our neighbor's house. Just recently, after we were sort of discussing this as, as elders, and then I went home and to hear that uh, Kat had been catching up with one of our neighbors. They've got a young uh, boy, a bit younger than Nadia. And, uh, and she was able to invite them along to the light party. They, they weren't able to make it, but it's the start of just sort of having that, those opportunities. Anyway, Nadia and Ezra have discovered that we've got a stack of cobblestones. They can climb up those cobblestones and peer over the fence and call out to uh, the neighbours and, and, uh, and just chat away and have great conversation with this, this young lad. And one day I, I look out the window and I see Nadia's taken some of our ripe lemons uh, uh, off our lemon tree and she's dropping them over the fence. And then not long after that, she comes back inside with some freshly baked uh, warm muffins uh, from the neighbour. <laughs> so I, I think that was actually a really good trade, Nadia. <laughs> but I love that our kids aren't letting a fence separate them from loving their neighbours. The last two or three years with, with lockdowns and distancing rules, it, it feels like there's been plenty separating us that we've had to stay close to the dock in a way that international borders have been closed. Many events have been cancelled. But this year, will we leave the dock? Will we venture out of the safe harbour into an ocean that is full of people that don't yet know the love of Jesus? Let's believe for testimonies that come from loving our neighbour and just going where God sends us. So you've heard and you've seen the four areas that the elders have want, had on our hearts, vision for the year. And now we want to show you the whole picture. So I'm going to ask uh, the elders to unveil and you'll be able to see the whole picture together. Cool. So we're, we're moving up in the world from... Uh, the cool clip art we had last year. This, this is beautiful. We might have to find a, a spot for it that will just keep these things in front of us and remind us. But I'd like to hand over to Paul, Pastor Paul now. But first, Robert's got an announcement. So as, as Pastor Paul comes up to wrap up where we've been, I'll hand him the microphone in a second. Uh, we've got the voting in and for... I don't know whether we've ever had it before, but we have 100% yes to the, to the budget. Wonderful. Thank you, elders. And 100% um, uh, yes, or tick in the box. Um, uh, there's one way to explain that, um, and please hear me very clearly on this. We have in this church a superb eldership. Would you agree? Yes, give them a hand. One of the joys I've had um, coming here for the, uh, for the period of time we're going to be here is uh, working with these, these guys and girls, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. They've just been absolutely wonderful. 
Um, and they're not a bunch of yes people, I can assure you of that. We've had some conversations and I've said, hmm, not sure about that. And they've looked at me and said, well, Paul, not sure about what you're saying either. And we've worked it out and we've come to some conclusions and I think they've been good conclusions, eh? So they're a wonderful bunch of people. Thank you, elders. Really appreciate that all that you've done and that you do. Um, I'm just going to spend about five minutes just, um, just to kind of uh, wrap this whole thing up. And while I'm doing that, Robert and the elders or anybody, can you just hand one of those out to, per pe- to our folk, one per person uh, around? Um, and, and before coming to the, the, the vision for 2023, I just want to quickly recap on the previous 12 months as the elders have done that. Um, falling in love with God, that was the, the original vision, the four planks, if you like, um, uh, to the boat. Falling in love with God. Uh, the, the Word of God. Folks, how many of you know it is the Word that changes lives? It's the Word of God. And let me prove that from Scripture. So we're going back to last year's vision upon which this current vision has been built on the foundation of that. Because, what on earth was that? It was a plank. Because when God created, he did it with a word, did he not, in Genesis. So we know that the word creates and we know that the word recreates, it builds. Then there was the going deep with each other. We have been created for relationship, church, for fellowship. It is impossible to grow healthy in isolation. That's why gathering together is so important. The third one from uh, the last year's vision was being Holy Spirit-led. If the Word creates and recreates, then it is the Holy Spirit who empowers. Yeah? And the fourth one, fixating on Jesus. Church, got to say this, and I hope this goes out across online and across the world. There is only one Savior, and his name is Jesus. There's only one. Buddha, Muhammad, all the rest of them, imposters. There's only one Savior, that is Jesus. They were the four focus areas last time. The four that the team have shared with you today build on that foundation. Very quickly, let me just go over them again. A year to use your gifts. A year to use our gifts together. We are a body of people, church. Without you, we are the lesser for it. We are poorer for it. If you're not here, we miss out. A year to use your gifts A year to continue to gather pace, and Robert spoke so well into that. It's about the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in all that we do. Do you agree? We absolutely do. And listen to this one. A year to pray for our loved ones. Boy, is that dear to our heart, Christine and I. Is that dear to your heart as well? A year to pray for our loved ones. My, my, my prayer is and my hope and belief is that next year we will take the prayer life of our church to a whole new level, both individually and corporately. Watch this space. 
And then the fourth one that the elders just shared. And final, a year to go out to our neighbours, out to the world. And as, um, was it Caleb, you shared that we've got a team going to Thailand in February this year. And those, are those pledge cards being held, handed out to everybody? Has everyone got one? Every, has anyone not got one? Sorry? Oh, did we run out? That's good, isn't it? We ran out. So can I just speak into that? Next Sunday, um, we will be taking up the offering uh, for Jan and, uh, Jan and Andrew Bovey, who have been overseas as missionaries sent from this church, and I think I'm right, about 25 years. About probably longer than that, because they've been in and out a couple of times, Robert, that's right. Maybe 30 years. They're, they're, they are our people. Andrew and Jan are our people who have been overseas, just as Jeanette was overseas for how long, Jeanette? 23 years. And now Jeanette is back with us. So cool having you back, by the way, Jeanette. And Jeanette's going to Thailand on that trip as well. Come back to Andrew and Jan. These are people like Jeanette did. They packed everything up here from New Zealand or everything that they are familiar with, their friends, their family, their loved ones, their connections, their homes, their possessions, packed everything up, probably sold most of it, Amy, and went overseas. Why? Because God called them. Now, that's not a calling necessarily on your life. And when Christine and I first got married and become Christians, she said to me, don't ever, ever take me to some thatched hut on the beach somewhere as a missionary. So they, God sent us to Wellington as missionaries. But they did. They left everything. And they served God and they've been doing that as Jeanette had done in her time. For, as Robert has just said, probably 30 years. Well, they're coming back home now. Their time is up and they're coming back home. And in one sense, they're starting probably all over again. So we're going to do this offering next Sunday, the 4th of November. And it is a love offering, church. It's not a transfer of your tithe. Tithe comes into the house. This is where it belongs. It does the things that we do here. But this is an offering. This is over and above. And if it is, if it is anything like the last offering we did for prayer and self-denial or renew now, if it's anything like that, it will be phenomenal. So how do, you, how do I know how much God wants me to give over and above my tithe? How do I know that? Well, you just ask him yourself. That's it. You just pray yourself. Ask God. God, tell me what it is I am to give into this offering. And he will tell you, warning. The figure that he tells you will probably be different than the one you're thinking about right now. Because that's what happened for me. And it usually happens for us that way. So I'm just wanting to encourage you, church. We are going to take out that offering next week. And um, my belief and my prayer is that it will be exceptional and we will be able to send it to them to bless them exceptionally. Yeah? Look forward to that. Uh, do we have... Ah, oh, here we go. Oh, we've done the results of the voting, haven't we? Amy, can you bring the team up, please? Gosh, we're way ahead of time. 
I've got 15 minutes, I can preach a mini-sermon. But I won't. Relax, everyone. I'm going to hand over to Seb in a couple of seconds. But church, again, um, uh, uh, just regarding the vision for next year, um, from my perspective, um, the majority of next year, according to my contract, um, we will be here for that. And very, really looking forward to being able to serve in the capacity that we can, both Christine and I, uh, until our time is up here. And just again from us to you, thank you so much for how you welcomed us earlier this year. And we very much feel part of the family. Awesome. Why don't you stand with us?